Stand by for action. Anything can happen in the next hour. Welcome to episode 507 of the Paranoid Squirrel Rock Show. My name's Armitage and over the course of the next hour, I'm going to bring you music that you should hear on the radio, but don't. to my prediction half an hour after last week's show ended the UK sub 7 inch that I had been waiting to play for you turned up the b-side of which I live in a car you just heard which was recorded by the very first UK subs lineup and indeed recording session in the summer of 1977 if you enjoyed it and of course you did and wish to hear the a-side which is I could be you time and matter recordings is the place to visit mine I'm proud to announce was 211 out of the 500 right finally a saturday well i'm not rushing about with one eye firmly on the clock that seems to have been reserved for last week sunday radio birdman tuesday pictures with me old man drink up with moose and j-rock from team rock radio at lexington on thursday on a school night as well with yesterday yesterday being the uh, first of july future and non-wall rock radio listeners the razorbacks at the pipeline all of which more than likely will be discussed and dissected on next week's shows uh, 
my brain hasn't finishing processing all the relevant bits of information. Okay, on to new music. Since Axel Rose joined ACDC, the Guns N' Roses reunion seems to have been not as newsworthy. I know it's only three from the classic debut album lineup, but it's better than just Axel Rose and Hired Hands anyway. The North American Not In This Lifetime Tour kicked off on the 23rd of June, uh, which is due to run until the end of August. UK dates have yet to be announced, but I can see the O2 being the choice of venue for an autumn tour or Wembley uh, in the summer. Uh, It's a shame that neither Gilby Clark or Matt Sorum, and indeed Stephen Adler, are involved. One person that we knew wasn't going to be in the band was Izzy Stradlin. I've always viewed him as like the Brian Jones of uh, Guns N' Roses. Like Jones, Izzy was the heart and soul of the band he co-founded, but uh, with Axe and Slash, his Jagger and Richards, the media spotlight was finding him less and less. However, unlike Jones, Izzy didn't get fired by his band and end up dying in a swimming pool. Uh, he seems a very private man, letting the music do the talking, I guess, uh, up until February. Didn't even have a Twitter account. Anyway, Izzy has just released Walton's Song, the first new release since uh, 2012's iTunes single, Upside. I haven't heard whether this is a precursor to a full album, but with his last wave of heat coming out six years ago, we are well overdue. Yeah. 
I feel bad, but I still haven't bought my daughter the turntable that I promised her at the beginning of the year. Even more so when vinyl turns up through the post and she can hear me whooping and ooh-babying. One such event happened last week when legendary Los Angeles glam punk band Red Cross Hot Issue LP arrived from the States, which contained turn-of-the-century rarities recorded by the band in Hollywood between 1983 and 2007. Only 500 were pressed up, which the band has completely sold out of. Of the 12 tracks, 8 are previously unreleased, with the remaining, remaining now there's a funny word, uh, long out-of-print versions. Interesting fact, Jeff and Steve McDonald, 15 and 11 years old respectively, as Red Cross opened for Black Flag at a middle school graduation party. True story. Here is the early version of Pop Show with Jeff on vocals. I think the official version... Uh, can be found on the band's last album, Researching the Blues, as a bonus iTunes track with Jeff's daughter Astrid on vocal duties, which I haven't got as I bought the CD. Why would you put the bonus track on the medium that's going to bring in the least amount of money? Well, to the band, that is.
Sticking with Steve McDonald for a moment, the Melvins have recently released a Bases Loaded album that features six different bass players. That's right, six different bass players. Obviously not all playing at the same time on the same track, as that would be uh, plain stupid. The four-string slingers in question are the aforementioned Steve McDonald, the Melvins' old friend Chris Novoselic from Nirvana. You might remember them. For a couple of years, they looked like they could change the face of rock music. Making return appearances are former Melvin's bass players Jeff Pincus, who currently can be found plunking away in the butthole surface, Trevor Dunn from Mr Bungle, Jared Warren from Big Business, and Dale Crover. Uh, but the track I'm going to play you is one that features Steve McDonald. This is War Pussy. top of the show that I would tell you, amongst other things, how I got on at Radio Burband last week up at the Dome in Tufnell Park. Well, I lied, as I've had nearly a full week to digest the proceedings. Oh, I'm going to do it now. Uh, a lesson to potential gig goes is, even if you haven't heard of the support band, show them some support by extracting yourself from the closest pub to the venue, even though the drinks are cheaper, and watch them, because you might be pleasantly surprised and really enjoying them. The first band on the Radio Burman bill was the fucking Go Doys. Never heard of them. 
this two-piece guitar and drum combo before and could only piece together that they were twins into skateboarding, tattoos and from Long Beach, California. And even though they didn't have a Facebook page, they have a blog spot with a host of free to download songs. This is one of them. It's a glass eye world! It's a glass eye world! It's a glass eye world! Your lucky break was hustling stakes. You got the drive to do what it takes. It's all in excess of allowed expenses. Run between the drops and over the fences. world from the fucking go doys um up next it was all the way from madrid spain los chicos again neither i or the squirrel had heard of them but from the opening chord being struck the squirrel thrust her pint of beer into my hand and suddenly she became front and center the band have been together for about 10 years and described themselves as they built a country punk rock soul gospel machine that has blown out venues all over the world and a mix between black flag and the Shenanars, or like Otis Redding with a Texas punk garage band with their gear about to explode. The band looked like the hives, in the fact that apart from singer Rafa, the rest of the band would never make it as poster boys for their respective instruments. A fact not lost on them, as their third album is called We Sound Amazing, But We Look Like Shit. Los Chicos were totally engaging, with Rafa dividing his time between the tops of the PA, or the dance floor, where the guitaring brothers Gerardo and Antonio Urchanga, 
yeah, I know. Should I apologise? Yeah, I should, sorry. Oh, I pronounced that well wrong. Uh, we'll jump down and join him. Uh, as soon as the band's set was over, a beeline was made for the merch desk where we discovered that the band's fifth as yet unreleased album over here, Rock Pile of Shit on Dirty Water Records, was on sale. Unfortunately, even at the reasonable price of 12 quid, I found myself financially embarrassed. Coupled with no download code or CD equivalent, I passed on uh, Tom from the Phobics' offer to loan me the money. Top man is our Tom. The reason being, as much as vinyl would obviously be far superior than a bunch of ones and zeros, I would only be able to listen to the rock pile of shit in the comfort of my own home. Even though I have a USB turntable that does convert to WAV files, the process of renaming, adding metadata and all that malarkey put me off. Yes, I know. What an idiot, because once I got home, I could have bought that MP3 album from this Spanish record label, Bandcamp site, for only €7. What was it I said a few weeks ago? When you see it, buy it? Or was it buy it when you see it? Either way, I failed. About a year, give or take a couple of days, that Radio Birdman last flew into the UK, or Poundland, as it's going to be called soon. Same venue, that'll be the Dome, up in Tufnell Park, and just like the other three times that I've seen them, they seriously rocked, even if it is only three-fifths of the classic Birdman lineup. Depending on how you look at it, once more, no Birdman boxer on the merch table. If it had been there, I most definitely would have been tapping Tom on his shoulder. 
It's been 10 years since the band's last album, Zeno Bitch, came out. And uh, with the settled lineup of Rob Younger, Dennis Tech, Pip Hoyle, Jim Dixon, Nick Reith and Dave Ketley, I'd love to hear that after this current tour is over, they're heading into the studio for some new recordings. <laughs>
straight after Radio Birdman and we've come so far to be here today from Zeno Beach was Johnny Thunder's great big kiss from the remarkable records Real Times 10 Inch that features Paul Gray and Steve Nichol from Eddie and the Hot Rods. I believe that that and the Daddy Rolling Stones 10 Inch have sold out or on the verge of doing so. Uh, if they have, do not fret, as in the pipeline, pun intended, is a CD of both with some extra goodies that due to needle space were left off the original recordings. It's a segment I've not done for a while. Love it or loathe it. It's time for... Compare and Contrast. When it comes to compare and contrast, the damned seem to feature heavily. I suppose I could fill up a whole show of music that Led Zeppelin have ripped off, allegedly. YouTube, Jake Holmes and Dazed and Confused. Anyway, the damned are indeed in the dock again. Phantasmagoria is the band's highest charting 12-inch to date, reaching number 11 in the UK album charts. It spawned three singles, Grimly Fiendish, Shadow of Love and Is It a Dream, with later pressings coming with a bonus 12-inch of Eloise. On the album, all writing credits are shared by The Damned, who at that time were Dave Fanion, I can never bring myself to call him David, Ratscabers, Roman Jug and Bryn Merrick, with the aforementioned Grimly Fiendish being co-written by The Doctor from Doctor and the Medics, and Captain Sensible getting a writing credit on Is It A Dream, even though the song was in fact solely written by Roman. But he put Captain on as uh, he wrote the baseline to Shadow of Love, but wasn't credited for it. So all the others, therefore, were originals, never to have been heard before, all from the imagination of the damned. Here's There'll Come a Day.
Now, let me introduce you to the Electress, who between 1965, that was a good year, and 1967 recorded about four singles, one of which was uh, a cover of the Litter's Action Woman that the Damned, minus sensible, recorded under the Nas Nomad and the Nightmares moniker in 1984. One of the other singles, and Electric's biggest, was Dirty Old Man, which was released in 1966 and sounds a lot like this. the jury would have found the damned guilty they probably would have got off on a technicality in the retrial right let's move on to new music and the love source have a brand new 10 inch out on the 22nd called rock and roll animal via hound gold records it's a four track affair they include the title track this wicked world when the lights go out and this one which is the erotic adventures of rich jones i mean coca-cola jones the erotic adventures of coca-cola jones
know Camden Rocks was a month ago, but one of the bands I miss seeing, although I did catch them at last year's when I was kettled in the Proud Gallery, were the Amorettes. I also, unfortunately, miss seeing them supporting the treatment earlier this year, which I'm a bit gayed about, as I thoroughly enjoyed their 2015 Proud Gallery set. It's easy to fall into the they-sound-like-girls-school trap, uh, especially when the press described them as a female motorhead, which, although is uh, a good compliment, I don't agree with. Uh, I know I'm making a sweeping generalisation here, and I do apologise in advance, but girl bands from the UK and Scandinavia sound totally different to their US counterparts. American all-girl bands seem to be either all high heels and airspray or wearing plaid, uh, whereas over here in dear old Blighty, they look like their target audience, all jeans and T-shirts, even if Jill from the aforementioned Emirates is wearing one of the Yannick Gear era t- Gillen t-shirts and uh, not the uh, Bernie Tormey variety uh, because they don't need to sell their sexuality to uh, sell records or pull in the punters. I'm getting very fickle in my advancing years. So without sounding immodest, I've pretty much seen it all. So speaking from 43 years of musical experience, I just started collecting records when I was seven. Yes, you do the maths. I can quite quickly spot what's like to be hot and what's not. And bands can bullshit as much as they like, but that fragrance will only carry you so far. Bumping into the Dark Lord of Barnet just before the Godfather's Camden Rock set, we discussed who our bands of the festival were. His was the Amorettes, saying how much they've improved over the last year and with a glowing report from this year's Pure Rock Awards. I made sure to purchase their latest album, White Hot Heat, as soon as it became available. The album was produced by Thunder's Luke Morley and he has done a superb job. This is the first track from the aforementioned White Hot Heat and Batter Up. Are you ready for another round? Justice in the playground Coming straight from the other side Gonna leave you baby tongue-tied
thing the Americans can do far better than us is glam hair metal. Uh, the thing that tips them over the edge, like guns pun intended, is the weather. Powering down Sunset Strip, sunroof down, blasting out guns and roses or Motley Crue, beats driving through shit British summer rain to the sound of Tiger Tales. No offence, guys. Uh, the latest glam bam to hit the LA scene is Angels in Vain. That's Vain, V-E-I-N. Who are Angel in Vain? I hear you cry. Well, AIV feature ex-members of Faster Pussycat, LA Guns. Come on, let's face it, if you own a guitar in LA, you've been in LA Guns. And <laughs> White Lion. So we have Chris Van Dahl on vocals, who sang on LA Guns' album American Hardcore. Stacey Blades, also formerly of LA Guns on guitar. Eric Stacey from uh, Fast Pussycat on bass. Troy Patrick Farrell, former White Lion drummer. And lastly, but no means leastly, also on guitar, Todd Anthony. Um, this is what they sound like. <laughs> Stop it. 
Since the Helicopters 2 festival appearances last month, activity on their Facebook page has, uh, well, been more active. Not necessarily Helicopters related, as one post was about legendary Detroit band The Dogs. To my shame, I thought this Stooges forward stroke MC5 three-piece had long split out. Obviously they haven't, and at the start of this year released the Ain't Going Nowhere 4 track EP, from which this track, not working for the CIA, has been taken.
Following on from the dogs were the Dead Furies and Listen to T-Rex, which uh, actually was the band that Ardo Fury, from the, as the name implies, Dead Furies shared on the helicopter's Facebook page. Uh, like the dogs, the Dead Furies are a three-piece, but instead of residing in either LA or Detroit, the band come from Tallinn, Estonia. Listen to T-Rex was the band's debut single, but according to their Facebook page, on Monday, that's the 4th of July future, and non-American listeners, the band will be releasing Devil's Music. Four tracks of pure rock and roll frenzy as a download only. Well, that's your lot for another week. Uh, thanks always for tuning in, downloading, or indeed streaming. Until next week, take it easy. Yeah.